kind of snuck up on me. You know, my mom was here. I told you the whole thing. Yeah. So we just got out of COVID jail and then got an international flight. And the next morning or morning and a half later, my mom is there. You know, my mom's 75, doesn't speak Portuguese. We've got to, you know, entertain her. Then Heather comes later in the afternoon. And then it was like Sasha wasn't in school. And so we're like entertaining everybody and doing everything for a week. And then right after she leaves, all the football columns, all the football stuff, all the free agents, everything. It's just hit me. So now it's midnight. I'm doing this. But, um, and I got all these appointments tomorrow about some other stuff. But let's go with sports first. I got a bunch of stuff outside of sports. So I had my prime time. Did you have a prime time yet? I have not had a prime time, but I did a silver bullet, which is essentially the same thing. So we both had the the fourth pick, right? Wait, 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 wait. wait. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, Yes, I have had a prime time. Yes. You did. Sorry. Yeah. I thought you and I both had the same pick. Um, that was a silver bullet one. Yes. But I have the third pick. Uh, I've had a prime time since then with the third pick. Very similar. But you want me to go over my number four pick with silver bullet draft? Compare. Yeah. That's what spot. we were talking about last yeah, week. Yeah. We were yeah, talking about yeah. the four pick. Yeah. Yeah. And silver bullet's their version, but it's single entry is what it is. I don't know if you know it. So it's single. It's single entry. They're high. They're their big one. But it's so you can only do one in that one. Unlike the prime time. But anyway, go ahead. Okay. So I picked Jonathan Taylor. Who did you take? I told you I was taking I was taking Zeke and I'll, I'll probably regret it, but I took I took Zeke. But you did take Zeke. I thought you might have at the last minute found the courage to take Jonathan Taylor. I did not. I did not. No, I I actually went so out of I was so upset I don't have enough Taylor. Even though Taylor went, oh my god, he went thirteenth in his draft. Oh, that's crazy. Uh, and then, oh, and then in my prime time I get the uh, a later pick and he goes way before me. Anyway, I um I signed up for another one because I didn't have enough uh, Taylor and I got and that's one tonight another RotoWire one. And I got the six pick, so I'm hoping he hoping he falls to six. I'm with you on Taylor, man. Uh, he's gonna go five. You're gonna be really pissed. <laughs> you're gonna get, you're gonna get screwed. You're gonna end up with like Derrick Henry or someone like that. Well, no, I just take Zeke because Delvonte Adams goes top five almost always now. So yeah, and and Derrick Henry goes usually in the top yeah. five or six. You're not taking Adams though. You're not gonna take a receiver. Oh no no no! I, I want one of the. I mean, Adams is crazy amount of work. He's like a goal line back. But no, I'm taking one of the. I, I, I like coming away with. Uh, I, I, I pretty much draft one of the, like about twelve backs until they're gone. Is what I do. Okay. Like I'm okay being robust RB. People make fun of that or whatever. But like I would go Nick Chubb and Barkley at the end, no problem. Or or Najee Harris and you know uh, or Jonathan Taylor. I'd happily happily do that. But but so that's been my strategy. And then it mixes up once they're off the board. Uh, like for me, um, you know, I, I mix it up. But you tell me first, round two, what'd you do? So I took A.J. Brown, round two. Chubb, I missed Chubb by one pick. Oh. Uh, that pick, you're looking at, like, someone took Jefferson at the turn, the one-two turn, then Diggs. And then you're like, someone takes Aaron Jones. I'm like, wow, I'm going to get Ridley, Harris, Barkley, Chubb, Hopkins, or Brown. I'm going to get one of those guys. And I was hoping it wasn't Hopkins because I have a bunch of Hopkins already. And Hopkins go first. Barkley goes three picks before me, and I was like, "Yeah, okay, that wasn't that realistic." Then Hopkins goes, and I'm like, "Oh, it's Chubb or Brown." And so I'm hoping he takes, you know, he could have taken like Waller or whoever, but he takes Chubb, uh, and I took AJ Brown, which is fine. But it would have been cool to start with Taylor and Chubb. Yeah, no, there was no Harris, Barkley, or Chubb for me there. So I um the only running back that would have maybe cons- that I considered well, actually there are two is Joe Mixon. And uh, Clyde Edwards Hilaire used to be my guy. And then in my prime time later, like I said, I picked third. I'm like, I'm just going to get Edwards Hilaire because I'm not a lot of them. And then he's gone in that league. So I wish I had known which different orders uh, the draft had happened differently. But I end up with Waller in both these these ones. And I've just been going in on him. I feel like receivers deep. I can get it later. And getting an elite tight end um, uh, to me is important. I just come away with Waller or Pitts in almost every league, if not Hawkinson. And almost, I think, 100% of my leagues, I have one of those three guys. Interesting. Interesting. So I took AJ Brown one, one pick ahead of Waller. And then I took Deontay Johnson in round three. You worried about him missing practice today, riding the bike. I mean, it's, he's just, he's just his knee. I, who cares his practice maintenance, but um, you care. Talking, you worried you're at talking all about Brown. You mean? Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. I'm not. I mean, I'm a little worried about it. I I'm not worried about it in terms of like him being good. I'm worried about it in terms of him being great. Like he played on those bad knees last year. and was really good. But if you want a guy who could be the top receiver overall, he's got to be basically healthy. So I'm assuming it's not that big of a deal. Deontay Johnson, round three. You like that pick? Yeah, I'm not against it. The targets are there. Um, 
I mean, you are kind of relying on Pitts. Pittsburgh threw the ball like 699 times last year, by far the most. And, and that was a Claypool only ran like 60% of the route. So something's got to give there. Um, but their, their, their new coach could make them way more efficient, finally throwing play action and whatnot. I'm okay. I'm okay with Dante Johnson. I, I went with a, a, a low, not a Dalton pick, actually. I went Amari Cooper in round three in this one we're talking about. But I'll tell you a Dalton pick I went with in the prime time, an even bigger money league. Uh, this is a swing for your fences uh, pick. Um, I just didn't really want to mess around. And I knew that I was going to jump my fourth pick with uh, Ayuk anyway, too. So I just took Judy in the, I couldn't, I love, love Judy fourth. Higgins, love Judy Higgins in Ayuk. No, no, I'm saying in the third at this pick in my prime time, prime time draft, third round. Uh, after Kamara Waller, I went Judy and then Ayuk because I'm like those guys aren't coming back, and I ranked them both super high, so I super jumped Judy. So, your thoughts on that? You think that's a, a bit of a stretch or what? I mean, it's if he's not going to come back and it's the guy you like, then you take him. What else? You, what else can you do? Yeah. You know, I yeah. mean, that's the only thing you can do. I, I don't know if Teddy Bridgewater can support Judy the way that Dak could support Ceedee Lamb. They're very similar players, actually, but one of them has just a lot more. Uh, passing game juice on his team, and the other one is going to have to really dominate the targets. And I actually like Cooper too. There's really no reason Lamb should be ahead of Cooper. I'm not saying he'll, Cooper's better than Lamb. I'm just saying it's like 50 50. I mean, Cooper, I think, was had more targets. He had like off to a better start than even Lamb was uh, when Dak was healthy. They were very, very almost identical. Um, so yeah, that's why I did go with in, in round three in the in the the uh, the one we're talking about based on the fourth spot. So um, Judy's sixth in air yards as a rookie last year, but maybe Sutton takes over. Um, I don't know. Super uncatchable targets last year, and now he's an accurate quarterback. I'm buying in. I think his route running, he's the real deal. But but um, yeah, it was a it was a jump for sure. I could have seen taking Tyler Lockett. I like a lot there too. And Deontay Johnson didn't come back to me in the fourth. I like. I mean, I do like him. I see the I see the upside there for sure. Yeah, and he's just good. I mean, I watch. You know, it's just I've watched Deontay Johnson. Deontay Johnson had 91 targets in the second half last year. I mean, his, yeah. they were throwing him all the time. They were just throwing him the short ones, like they were throwing to Juju. And Najee is going to take some of those as carries, but I still think he's going to get like 150 targets, and he's good. He needs to catch the ball. So then, round four, I thought about Kyle Pitts. Um, because I was like, I've got kind of a disadvantageous spot at four. You know, it's kind of where the draft starts. It's one of the worst places to pick. I'm like, maybe I should just go with like an all in huge pick. And then I, but Mike Evans slipped. So I just took him. I was like, you know what? I'm not going to do it yet. What do you think of Evans in round four? Nothing wrong with Evans. I mean, they throw the ball in the end zone so much. He's healthy. Looks looking great reportedly, but I, um, I, I yeah, I would have personally taken pits there. The only reason I didn't is because I had Waller. I mean, but I, yeah, I'm, I, I would have gone pits. I think he's going to go nuts. Uh, yeah. I, I think you'll, yeah, you should have went pits, All right, but so Evans is not going to lose your league for you or anything. I mean, Evans is great. I mean, yeah, but top 15 ish type guy. Sure. Taylor, I got Taylor and then I got Brown, Deontay and Evans as my three receivers. Then round five comes and I'm like, all right, tight end quarterback time. That's usually where I get my tight ends and quarterbacks. Uh, but Miles Sanders made it back. And I just thought Sanders or Gus Edwards, I like them both. I'm going to take the second back. And I've got a little bit too much Miles Sanders. I didn't really plan it. It's just where I ranked him. And it's just, he's good. He's a good runner. And he's playing next to Jalen Hurts. And he thrived last year when Hurts was under center. And the whole offense collapsed last year with Wentz being so terrible and fumbling, throwing picks, and getting sacked. I mean, how can you have an offense? How can you be a running back on an offense where the QB is leading the league in fumble sacks and picks? And then, then you lost your two Pro Bowl offensive linemen before the season. Those guys are back. Hurts is there. Sanders didn't get five plus yards of carry. He's probably not going to get a, a ton of catches because they may put in game well on third down, but I don't know. It just seemed like an easy pick. What do you think? That offensive line is much improved too. He went one pick before me in that fifth. So he went, I couldn't have gotten him. Didn't have any choice. Um, <clears throat> no, but that's just, no, but I don't, I don't disagree with his upside at all there. I can see he's a player, few players. I've just been avoiding who could beat me. The Deandre Swift, uh, Miles Sanders, um, he's, he's definitely one of them. I mean, he could, he could go, he could go nuts. Um, I, since I started with running back tight end, I went three straight receivers. I went, I went Beckham in the fifth, uh, in that one. I could have went Antonio Brown. I might regret that looking at this board here with him reportedly looking four or five years younger. That might've been a mistake, but I know you're not, you're kind of out on, on, on Beckham. It sounds like I'm not out. I got him in one league, but my, I, I love Beckham and I'm always in on him. But my feeling is like the injuries keep happening and it's not just a coincidence. Like he's just breaking down. He's not the guy he was. He was like a, a sports car. It was perfectly tuned. And then he's, you know, I hope I'm wrong because I like the guy, but uh, I only have one share.
All right, so who'd you go with the sixth? I went with uh, Herbert. It was either Herbert or Andrews or Hawkinson. And I realized I just want the quarterback more. I have Herbert as my number four QB. You and I have a Brady-Herbert bet. And I think Brady's good, but I still like the bet. Uh, because Herbert, I think, is just so good. And the setup is so good. As I said, I have him ahead of Dak. I have him ahead of Lamar Jackson in the NFFC scoring. So, that's, um, yeah, that is insane. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, that's crazy. No, I just, I just think he's like Dan Marino, but with like some running ability and he scored five touchdowns last year. Yeah. All right. Yeah. You love Herbert. Um, all right. I went Damian Harris in round six. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, 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 I like him and another guy a couple rounds later and they're, they're not really big pass catchers. So uh, go ahead and uh, criticize it, criticize away. Well, I think with Mac Jones, Harris may catch 2015 passes, something like that. If he's the starter the whole year, just because, a pocket passer checks down when there's problems and the running back who happens to be on the field, unless it's just like a complete, just, you know, guy who cannot catch at all um, is going to just be there to catch some passes. And I think the problem with having cam was that it didn't matter who was there. He wasn't going to, he would throw to James white on third down cause there'd be design stuff. But I don't think that you just throw to the guy in first down unless you're a pocket passer. So I think Mac Jones is going to be good for Harris I think Ramondre Stevenson is kind of a threat, though. That's that's the only reason I kind of backed up Harris was that I didn't. I have him like you know ranked in the sixth, seventh round. I'd rather have Gus Edwards. I'd rather have Sanders. I'd rather have um, Sermon. I'd rather have uh, Gaskin. I think. Anyway, so uh, yeah, I, I'd much prefer Harris over all those guys, but it pro- but it's a leap of faith. I mean, he hasn't he hasn't done much at the NFL level. Yeah, and you know the Patriots. If they have like a Corey Dillon or, you know, somebody that they really like, they'll, they'll run them just like any other team, but they tend to mix it up. You know, they don't tend to stick with one guy. I don't know. We'll see. Um, and maybe in the prime time, in the prime time, I jumped, you know, like I said, similar draft spots. I kind of really wanted them. So I just grabbed them in the fifth. And then instead of getting Beckham, which I got in the fifth in this one, I got Robbie Anderson in the sixth. So it didn't really call. I feel like those are similar. Would you say the Robbie Anderson Beckham is the same tier? I think Anderson's better. Even higher, yeah, maybe even higher, right. Beckham has right. more upside. Beckham has more yeah. upside because, obviously, if he's Beckham, he's round two, round yeah. one, right? But like, yeah. he could still pull that out. But Robbie Anderson is like, you know, he caught 95 passes last year. You know, I don't – I think he's – and he's he knows Darnold. Like, I think he's pretty solid, you know, pretty safe. Um, so All right, seventh round. Okay. Seventh. So seventh round was no man's land. I really, there was nobody I really wanted. Mark Andrews five picks for making it back. I would have loved that, but there was no one I felt like was a good value. So I just took Michael Pittman. I was out on him early because I thought Hilton was going to be a real problem that, that Hilton would get a lot of targets, but now I've kind of crossed Hilton off my list completely. Like I don't even expect him. I have no idea if he'll be back and Pittman's like the only game in town. And I don't like Wentz, but Pittman is like a Mike Evans type. He's like six, four, two thirty. You know, not slow for that size. I think he could be like a big time playmaker. So, what do you think about Pittman? Pittman's fine. Uh, I took. I agree with the no man's land can be here. I took Debo Samuel. Pittman went three picks later, um, and I like my prime time pick a lot better. I took your guy Corey Davis here. I would have taken Corey Davis or Devonta Smith, but they were both gone in the silver bullet draft for going over. But like I said, I'm happier in my prime time with Corey Davis here. My guy Debo. Uh, I, I got in up with Debo and Ayuk. It was not a plan, but um, I hear I, it's a no man's land for sure. I mean, Marquez Callaway went two picks later. One one pick before your Pittman. So. I mean, I mean, that's, he's interesting, by the way, he's available. I think it leads were together, but he's available in some, some of those leagues, you know, that we drafted a while ago. So he's, uh, he, yeah, he, he's, he's the most fascinating player. I mean, we went from undrafted to now we're talking the seventh round of the highest money leagues in, in, in the world. <laughs> he won the fourth round in Jeff's. So, I mean, wow. And you had him at, you had him as your wide receiver 74 last week on this pod. I mean, so no, no, that's no, 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 a, no, no, 60, 60. I'd run oh, I apologize. I'd, yeah. Pittman. Sure. Pittman could absolutely be a monster so, blow up. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Traquan Smith, by the way, is off the injury report for week. one. I know he's back practicing today. It's out like, of nowhere. Like, I know. Traquan Smith is like free and Marcus Callaway is going to the fourth round of the league. This is ridiculous. It's like uh, it's, 50, weird. 50. it's literally like, what are the odds that Traquan Smith is better than Callaway this year? Like, I don't know. There's also a bit- 43%. I mean, yeah. it's like, it's so crazy. The, the Callaway thing is so insane. I mean, yeah. 
I, Even if I argue with you, it's like 35 or something. Yeah, because it's like the Manuel Sanders video of, of coming out last year, I guess, hyping up Callaway, saying he's the real deal. You just watch out and all the coaches. But you're so right. Even that Deontay Harris, he might get suspended a game for his DUI, but he's, I believe, healthy and playing too. So, And Juwan Johnson looks like this quiet monster at tight end. So, yeah, I hear you, man. It's 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 That one could be a devastating to people who, who, you know, who leaped here at the end. The biggest helium player I can remember. And I, I, I see the upside, Jameis Winston and the number one receiver there. If, if, if Thomas doesn't return to week seven or eight, I mean, I, 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 I get it kind of, I, mean, I, I see the upside too. ranking and like on the ECR and fantasy pros, like the group thing had him at like 45. I've moved him all the way up to 25. I feel like right now, if the number one receiver in the saints, he is, he is like a, a, around there, but maybe I'll look like a full week one, two. And again, the longevity, the problem is even if like I drafted him around Elijah Moore and I realized I should be, I made a mistake. I should be going to Elijah Moore, even if the Callaway is a real deal, because Michael Thomas is going to be there the second half for the fantasy playoffs. That is the problem. Yeah. It reminds us of uh, an earlier debate we once had the, the thing about, uh, me, huh? yeah, exactly. Yeah. So he made some plays and there's some hype about him, but like yeah, a trait. Yeah. We talked about Traquan Smith, but just how easy is it? There's so many things that have to go right. Right. As you said, Michael Thomas coming back. So that's, that's a thing, but Jameis Winston's the quarterback. It's not like, you know, people are kind of excited for the upside, but it's Jameis Winston. I mean, he was almost out of the league. You know, it's not like, you know, it's not like we got, uh, you know, Russell Wilson is his quarterback and he's the number one receiver. It's freaking Jameis yeah. Winston. And it's a total nobody that barely got any targets last year. It is just so speculative compared to like the guys in that round, like Antonio Brown and Cortland Sutton and Michael Pittman and Devonta Smith. I mean, it just, it just, I don't know. It just doesn't belong to me. It's just the wrong ranking, but eh, maybe I'm wrong. Uh, but anyway, I, I, he was gone. Callaway was gone. Antonio Brown was gone. I took Pittman. Devonta Smith went one pick after Pittman. So I was either him or Smith and, or Boyd went three picks later. And at first I was like, yeah, Boyd, that's a solid, smart pick. Then I'm like, you know, Boyd has like three, he, he's got Jamar Chase and T Higgins there. Why am I guaranteeing that Boyd's going to catch 85 passes? what if those guys are just really good and Boyd is just gets like 72 passes for 850 yards. Like what is he guaranteed? Really? He's not really that good. And so I started thinking like taking Tyler Boyd, like who's basically the same as Jarvis Landry goes three rounds later. What, what is the, what is the purpose of that? So I just, uh, yeah, not a ton of upside. I like his PPR floor big time just because Burrow, I guess, fed the slot like crazy back to college too. But yeah, I mean, there's not a ton of upside. He's not going to score a lot of touchdowns. Um, yeah, he went, he was long gone in my league too. He went like round six. Yeah. He was long gone at this point. I, I took Pittman round eight. I took AJ Dillon. I think AJ Dillon is going to be like thousand yards and eight, nine touchdowns. They're going to use Aaron Jones on third downs. They're going to give him up 215 carries. They're going to give Dillon 225 and they're going to split it. Jones will get more. He's obviously more valuable with the receptions, but and then if Jones goes down, Dylan might be Derrick Henry. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, he is. I mean, the measurables he really are is like yeah. exactly Derrick Henry. He's awesome. So I have a lot of Dylan early on, and I've switched my quote unquote genius pick. You know, the guy I'm targeting here, the backup upside. I've switched over to Ronald Jones uh, like at this point. Bit. So we'll see. Um, I mean, the reports are he's been seeing the field with the ones, but I mean, Fournette was obviously there in the playoffs, and now Gio Bernard's high ankle sprain looks like he is good to go Thursday, but. I think, I mean, he'll probably fumble and like not even come out with the starters Thursday night, but I've talked myself into him being like really, really good. Whereas Fournette's just a guy and the, the bucks could be like 14 and three or 15 and two with that roster and him just getting all those carries in the second half, uh, you know, with a great offensive line and playing with 10 point leads. So, uh, but so here's the thing. I think Dylan without Aaron Jones, maybe I'd even get a slight edge to, you know, if Jones took the, the thing, but he needs Aaron Jones to get hurt where Ronald Jones only needs to beat out, a, you know, a, a busted Lenny Fournette. That, that's been my thought process, but I love Dylan too. Not going to talk any trash on that. Let's take a break for our sponsor. First time I ever remember that shit. I was at the very end or I just had to do it later or I just stuff the ad in like right in the middle of what we're saying. I find like a small gap. Yeah. I like Jones. I, I feel like Jones, all the reasons you say, but I think Fournette's actually good. So I think that like one of those two guys is going to be good. And Gio getting the target. That's a nightmare. If they split and Gio gets all the passing down work. I mean, that's worthless completely. If everybody's healthy, it's going to be hard for one of them to separate but chances are one of those three is going to get hurt. And I think the other two will be very good. 
That's what I think is that two of the three would be good. Cause it's going to be a great offense. So I think there is, there is a chance though, that, that Ronald Jones is like one of the five best running backs in football with the balls in his hand, with the ball in his hands. And with that setup, it, it could be special, but I'm probably crazy. And the guy always disappoints and he fumbles like, and he can't catch the cold. I mean, okay. Well, two things. I think he's good and he will catch 25 passes just because of Brady. Cause he's going to mm-hmm. check down and Jones will be on the field a lot. Fournette was the guy in the playoffs who balled in the playoffs. I know Jones was hurt. I mean, Jones was hurt. I know. I know. I know. It wasn't just that. He, yeah, fine. I'm not. They relied on him for hundred percent. He, he, like he won the Super Bowl yeah. big time. Right. And to me, it's like playoff Marshall Lenny. Lynch. Marshall playoff Lynch Lenny. was on the bills. He was a bust. No one liked him. He goes to Seattle. He has that beast quake, which Fournette did like a mini beast quake run. And then he had a new career completely. So in a way I could see, I wanted Fournette also. I wanted both of them. I do think like someone will get hurt there. And if there's two out of three, I really do think it's going to be a valuable backfield. Yeah. And then I got Elijah Moore in round nine. I was just, so like, did I, so did I, okay. I was just like, you know what? I'm buying in the hype. I want to get him. I had to get him now. I was worried that when I took Dylan, that I would lose out on more, but he did fall back to me. I got, uh, I lost out on a bunch of backs. I wanted Jamal Williams or Fournette. They didn't make it to round 10. So I took Ramondre Stevenson because I felt like that dude could be, you know, he's, uh-huh. you know, to me, he could be like Damian Harris with like better receiving ability. So, yeah. So I, I, I took you, uh, Elijah Moore over ooh, Jacoby Myers and my guy Hardman, but I'm with you. I'm buying the hype on Moore. And then in round 10, waited on my quarterback. And this is why this was a plan all along. I think I even jumped him around. Although in my prime time, I had the same plan and he was gone. He jumped a whole round and a half and I didn't, I didn't take any quarterback. So that really went to plan C was Jalen hurts. Why is it? Why is the league world letting him go to round 10? Six most fantasy points per drop back last year. No one was there. And he's a rookie. He had like the best. He's the most accurate rookie QB with a clean pocket. Now they have better offensive line. I mean, I guess Minshew. I, I don't, I don't know, man, whatever. I think his draft stock's definitely going to move up a little bit from the round 10 by, by the time I draft tonight, I bet. I'm with you, man. I think Hertz is kind of a, a weird missed ranking because we know the upside of the running quarterbacks. He's one of them. The line is better. He was good. Even with the bad line, um, I think the Eagles are kind of a sleeper team. Um, I don't think they're, you know, I don't know about their defense. It's okay. But the offensive line should be good, and Hurts is good. And Wentz and the destroyed offensive line just cratered the whole team. Then they get Devonta Smith. Then Jalen. Right. Then Zach. Right. Ryan You're too rigor. Right, right. Hurts is, is, yeah. The whole yeah. thing is legit now. Hurts, and yeah. I, I think the Eagles, like, I have them as one of my best bets against Atlanta this week. We got to go over that, actually. So I don't want to get too deep into these drafts. But, uh, and I was thinking, and, and I read something that the, the, the GM said that he hurt his, his hamstring in like the second half of that Cowboy game in week 16 or whatever. You know, they weirdly took him out at halftime in the, in the last game. You know, he was playing, like, if you look back at his stats, I think he was uh, secretly playing with this injury the final four quarters, too, looking at his rushing stats. Upside's there, man. Good draft. You're happy with your team? Very happy with the team. Yeah, let's go over these picks because, uh, yeah, I got I have a draft at four, uh, yeah, five. So, yeah, okay. I have a hard out, as they say. Let's do it quick. Well, quick, quickly, though, quickly, though, when is our deadline for Survivor? It's tomorrow. And okay. um, it's, it's tomorrow, like, at 3 Pacific or something like that. So okay. I got time, but I got to remember okay. to do it. That would be really bad if I, if I forgot. Okay. Cowboys plus eight at Bucks. I take the Bucks. I, uh, I think just Dak being off the whole year and – missing most of uh, preseason and then missing the offensive lineman against a nasty team. I laid the wood. What about you? Yep. Uh, I did as well. Um, it would be funny though, if we do take him in survivor and it'll be the second time we'll lose with Tom Brady on a Thursday night before the week one games, as we had the, you know, against the chiefs a couple years ago, but yeah, the Zach Martin, if he, and you know, Dallas has just dealt with so many injuries this off season and the Tampa Bay's loaded. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah, but I mean, it's risky. I mean, the Cowboys have such good skill position players, right. I mean, you know, they're, they're favored to win their division and we could go with my Niners who are also favored to win their division facing a last place team, but it's on the road to, you know, we have all every choice when you're going to pick a road team. So I think the main argument and you, you kind of poo pooed it, uh, but it looked to me on Yahoo, 31% of the people were backing the Niners and a distant fourth place with the bucks at like 10%. So to me, pot odds, that seemed like, okay, a no brainer. But on the office football pools, it was 23% for so it was just the was okay like 13 for the and that is so negligible i mean it matter hmm. a tiny bit i guess but when you do the math it's like okay you just want to take the best team when it's that close um, okay. but i mean yeah i guess it cuts slightly in favor of the bucks you know slightly 
But it is funny though. I thought you said that and then you were going to argue with me and then you shot me a text earlier today. I'm like, oh, I'm with you. And you're like, you were, you were like upset that I wasn't fighting for the Niners. You no. just want, you just want me to fight for the Niners and have them lose. That's like yeah. your old, that'd be better than winning the million. It'd be better. It would be at least a debate. It would be at least a debate. You'd have to think about it. You'd rather win the million, but at least the million, million would it. be better for sure. But uh, it would be better for you to lose it than me. So I just texted you. I was like, I'm leaning bucks. You cool with that? And I expect you to argue. This is a thousand dollar entry fee, by the way, for yeah. this uh, survivor yeah, yeah. pools. It's kind of big. Yeah. Um, I expect you to argue, and you're like, okay, I'm cool with it. And like, <laughs> nobody wants to be like, no, 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 you're an idiot. I'm taking the Niners because that would really be, it's not just that you got it wrong, it's that you overrode my pick. You were out yeah, of totally. You know, yeah. That's a real responsibility. Real man takes right. responsibility. Say, I take responsibility for this. No, year two, Brady, surgery's health, knees healthy. This team, AB, looks four or five years young. They look like ready to roll. And, of course, Brady will do me in. Man, I, I faded him last year all year. He screwed me. Bet on him in the – bet on him in the uh, – no, okay. Bet against him in the Super Bowl. He screwed me. Now I'm buying into him. So I'm – and then he's already screwed me in the, in the Survivor, as I said, a couple years right. ago. So I, Glenn Colton said – he said the same thing. He said he was on the show today, and he's a Cowboys fan. I said, what do you think about them in Survivor? He's like, nah. He's like – Brady's had those clunkers early in the season and he figures it out, but he has a bunch. Right. Of them. Yes, that's right. It does start early. I mean, we're, you know, I, we're not. Right I know. Yet, yeah, you know? Yeah, I, yeah. I wrote him up in my survivor column earlier today, but also I said, like, you got to diversify. I mean, there's three teams that I would take the Niners, the, the Bucks and the Rams. And mm-hmm. I'm not strong enough on any of them to say, this is the one you should have to take. All right, let's, let's move quick. Cause we got a bunch of stuff. Yeah. To yeah. Dealers plus six and a half at bills. I took the bills. I just think uh, I made it seven and a half. I think, they're a really good team. The Steelers are kind of a team in transition. Uh, I took the points, but yeah, I won't argue against it. I love the Bills, how pass-happy. You see, since the second half last year, in neutral situations, by far the most pass-happy right. team in football, load up on Allen and even uh, all the receivers, There's man. four receivers. There's no tight end, no running backs. They throw to us. That's it. They all get it. All right. But by the way, that's the greatest thing to cover the spread. I'm going against my pick. A okay. team, if they get the pedal in the metal on neutral situations, passing, yeah. those right. are the teams you want to cover six the and a half points. That's favorites. Yeah, the favorites. Yes, yes. You bet against the money line, bet on them favorites. Jets plus five and a half at Panthers. We, we both took the Jets. And I actually like the Jets. I would maybe use them. I think five and a half is too much. I think these are like more or less equal teams. But we can file that away as a possibility. Yeah, okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, sure. Jaguars minus two and a half at the Texans. Um, it was three, two and a half. It was 50-50, so I made it uh, two and a half to take the Jaguars. I don't feel strongly about it, though. It's, it's, that's an ugly game. Yeah, it just felt like the Texans are the right side, but it's they're so bad. I mean, the roster's a joke. They might well, they not win a game. A, they they're, a they're a threat to go winless. They don't care. They traded yeah. their cornerback. They've got Deshaun Watson on the bench. All right. Yeah. Cardinals plus three at Titans. But Urban Meyer, a road favorite to open up. I mean, that's a weird game. Like, who are you going to bet on that, right? I mean, I'm going to hold my nose. I feel like, I don't know, Texans, that feels like the right side. Yeah, I don't really care. I mean, I, I'm okay. not going to Okay. 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 Uh, <laughs> I mean, I I took I took Titans. I think they're a little bit better, but hmm. it wasn't a strong lead. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, I mean it's a bright line, but I like Arizona getting points here for sure. I would no, no I would talk you out of Tennessee if you wanted to. No way. The difference between Arthur Smith and Todd Downing calling plays might be dramatic, and I don't know how healthy those receivers are, and they can't have a pass rush. And Arizona could be sneaky good. So the Cardinals going to win that game outright. I'll just say it right now. All right, I could see it. Murray healthy could light it up, but. He's still never been a great real-life quarterback, more of a fantasy quarterback. Agreed, agreed. Char- Chargers minus one at football team. I like the football team. I would use them. I think you made them your best bet. I thought that was going to be plus three, like Chargers plus three. They're about equal. Ro- early body clock road game. Like, why are they laying a point? Maybe I'm missing something, but you want to use the football team. I take it. Yeah, I use them. As, I said my best bet, so we're locked in. Yep, sounds good. That's one of them. Eagles plus three at Falcons. Uh, I really like the Eagles. We talked about them. I think they're underrated. I think the Falcons are kind of fun on offense, but their defense is bad. So I use that too, the Eagles. I would really like three and a half. Are you using your lines or we know it's super contest? Because that'd be because some places. I would love to. Some places it is. That would be great. Yeah, that'd be okay. Yeah, sure. I'll write that down. Sure. I think, uh, yeah, okay. I mean, Arthur Smith's going to have that Atlanta be good, but they're not, their defense is nothing. So sure. Okay. All right. I'll mark that one down. I'm okay. Okay. Seahawks minus two and a half at Colts. I took the Colts, but I'm not, I don't feel strongly about it. Yeah, I took Seahawks, and I don't feel strongly about it. It's baiting me with that two and a half, but yeah, yeah, no. Okay. Move on. Vikings minus three at Bengals. This is truly a coin flip for me. I took the Bengals. Uh, I kind of felt bad doing it like it was the wrong side, but I'm not going to touch this. Oh, that's funny. I took the Vikings just feeling such the bat, the donkey side. I mean, the road favorite there. I was like, yeah, the Vikings but, are such a better team, but I'm like, I made yeah. the Bengals only minus one. 
And I'm like, I'm going to stick with it because it's ugly, but I, I don't like it. All yeah. right. Niners minus seven and a half at Lions. I took the Lions. I made the, I mean, not by a lot. I just made the Niners. It's a road, early body clock, more than a touchdown. I'm just like, they'll win like, you know, 27, 20, you know, it's Garoppolo, not Lance. It's they're kind of rusty. A lot of their key guys are coming back after a big layoff. So. Yeah, I took my Niners. Uh, that Penny Suell, I guess, has been really struggling. The guy, you know, it's like, oh, he took Jamar Chase over him. I guess they both those guys have been struggling. But um, I, yeah, the home dog more than a touchdown. Who knows? It's early in the year, a lot of uncertainty, and yeah, Jimmy G's there. Um, DeAndre Swift looks good to go. So yeah, whatever. Okay, I see it. Okay, Browns plus six at Chiefs. I made the Browns my best bet. I uh, hmm. I believe in the Super Bowl hangover. I think it's real. I think that most of those teams struggle. It's not just a game that you could have won the Super Bowl. And then you got to start all over psychologically from scratch after playing the latest game into the season. And uh, I just, those teams t- tend not to do well. Uh, Michael Hardman's banged up. The Chiefs are a little bit thinner. The Browns defense got better. You got Clowney and Miles Garrett now. I just think that uh, they're going to, they're up and coming scrappy team. So I made it my best bet. I don't even know hard. What's wrong with Hardman? I don't even know that. I have a he lot of him. going on. I, I don't, you can look it up. That's always something with him. Yeah, the point differential did not suggest there was such the win team that they were last year at Cleveland, but I'm a buyer in them, and they're, I like them. Yeah, Savansky, uh, I don't love betting against Mahomes, but sure, I, I picked Cleveland, so I'm, I'm cool with, with using them for sure, yeah, if they were your best bet. Hardman was limited with an oblique injury, so. Oh, okay. Dolphins plus three at Pats. I like the Pats. I'm sort of buying into P&I's reasoning, like Belichick had it off a year, and he's going to come and smoke teams this year, and I like the really smash mouth setup they have sort of zigging where everyone else is zagging with this finesse nonsense. And uh, so I like the Pats and I would use them too. Uh, yes. They were, I switched last second from them of my best bet. So good. I'm glad to hear it. Don't have to argue so for that. Yeah. The yeah. Football team in the Pats and probably the Eagles and Browns yep. so more, right? That's it. Yep. It sounds. Yep. As of now, yeah. Giants. I homered it with the Giants, but I don't, I'm not going to go to, I'm not going to go back for it. Yeah, I knew you'd homer this, and then I was going to fight because I'm in on the Broncos this year. But no, I mean, the Giants are feisty defense, and Jones is – Yeah, yeah, and it's like a home dog. So no, no. Okay. I took the Broncos, but but okay. That's all. Packers minus three and a half in a neutral field against the Saints. I took the Saints, but I made the line exactly three and a half, so I wasn't really strong on this. Yeah, I like it. If Yeah, I've seen it in some places four, but it makes sense it's going down because I like the Saints too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Green Bay's defense isn't like dominant enough for a neutral field to be this much favorite over a good Saints team. I don't even think that Drew Brees to Winston, I feel like Drew Brees last year versus this version of Winston is going to be fairly neutral. Yeah, I, I kind of agree. Uh, I think you know, obviously Winston's going to make more mistakes, but he's going to make some more throws. And uh, I think Kamara could just get like, you know, 160 receiving yards on 12 catches and like 14 rushes for another 85 yards and like three touch. I mean, he's going to have a, like he's going to have a monster day. I know he is. I know this one PFF guy. Yeah. In prime time. I was actually hoping he fell to three. How weird is that? I was like, please stay cook. Um, this one PFF guy, I know you're, you're, you're against, uh, uh, stats in general. I'm joking, but, uh, this one was interesting for what it's worth. He claimed that Winston's, uh, interceptions, like he really knows when to throw them. It's like it's EPA lost are in low leverage, high risk. Like you should be taking these high risk situations it was, it was when he does it. The team that was down yeah. and they yes. third and that's 11. What, that's what the, like, that's what the EPA doing. shows that he knows what he's doing on his picks I mean, for what it's worth, for yeah. what it's worth. Right. The pick six right. at the opportune time too is really yeah. important. Yeah. Like yeah. we know to throw the pick six just when you need yeah. it to get yeah. the ball yeah. back quickly. Uh, yeah. All right. So uh, Bears plus seven and a half at Rams. I took the Rams, but I wasn't, uh, I was, you know, I made it like, I don't know, something like eight. So, you know. Yeah, I took the Bears, held my nose, and I think Dalton might be benched by halftime. So why do I, why am I picking them? I don't know. Right. So, yeah, I don't know. And then Ravens, that's why you're picking them, because they're benched by halftime. And then Fields will come in backdoor cover. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Ravens minus four and a half at Raiders. I took the Raiders. I made it exactly four and a half. Uh, new stadium, home game, Monday night. But, I mean, I'm not going to. I'm not going to go to bat for this. I know. Of course you did. You love Gruden. Yeah, they, they, they are going to go crazy. I've already said this. I don't know if I have your apologize now, but the number one most expensive ticket in football this year is obvious. Brady's return to New England. The next four are Las Vegas home games. Really? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's going to be wild there, but, uh, but the Ravens are so much better than this roster and the, and the Raiders offensive line got, so went from a strength to a, to a weakness in the, in the off season. So I, I laid the points, but it's a donkey move four and a half on the, on the road and Monday night, Vegas going crazy. I mean, it's, a, it's, it's the public side, I'm sure. All right. So we got four teams that were, yeah, we have four. 
You can pick the fifth. I don't really care. We're doing the Eagles, the Browns, the team, and the Pats. Those are my four best bets this week. So I don't really care. Okay. If you want to pick the Cardinals, that's fine. I don't care. If okay, cool. Yeah, I actually like the Cardinals. Let's do that. Yeah, I said they're going to win. So yeah, if I'm doing that, that right. makes sure I got to have thank some you. conviction. Cool. No, it's not a cool. Big deal. Uh, All right, so, cool. Okay. And, and, you know, I think it's better that we don't agree. In a, you know, comp, I told you that story about Heather in the movies. Like, she yeah, I think, to see yeah. one movie. I want to see another movie. So we compromise and we saw a really shitty movie. It's better to see. Yeah. Just yeah. Take turns. Say, you get your way one time, the one you really want to see. And the next week, I get my way. Don't compromise. So if, if, you want, if you feel strongly about the Cardinals, it's better than us compromising on some lukewarm bullshit. Perfect. Okay. And quickly, what are we going to do with Survivor? And then I'll be pissed. Yeah, for sure. What are we going to do about Survivor, though? I, be a I real mean, man. I got to, if, if we say the word, we can't undo it. Because once you send it in, they don't let you change it. I know. It, so. I'm a, I, know. So, like, I almost sent Tampa, but I was, like, I was like, you know what? I don't have to do it until tomorrow. So let's have this conversation. Yeah. I mean, this I is it. I mean, look, here's the way I look at it I really don't want to lose. I really don't want to lose this week. But the truth is, we really don't know what's going to happen in the NFL. We just don't know. So, like, the idea that, oh, this is the risky one, oh, this is the safe one, like, that's all bullshit. All there is is the market number, the percentages implied, which Tampa's not only the biggest favorite, but they're the third most used. And then there's any other, you know, special liens or other data that you might bring to it beyond the market's value, the way Rufus has his own proprietary data, or you might have some strong observations about this. All I have really negative is Glenn Colton making me nervous about seeing how Brady struggles uh, early sometimes. And then, you know, you saying, oh, that he lost to the Chiefs that one time on the opening day after the Super Bowl win. So that makes me nervous. And in some ways, I think like the Niners would be safer. Like they're really going to lose to the Lions. Um, you know, I know, but it's like this early body clock road game. And it's not like golf is like, some new QB in his rookie year. I mean, he, you know, he yeah. touchdowns, you know, and, and, you know, the Lions offensive line isn't bad. And like, right. For all like the mistakes the Lions are making, it was more like uh, what are you doing for your long-term franchise to actually be ready for Sunday? They're kind of built for a four win, five win season. Right. You know what I mean? It's not like they're, it's like they're semi-professional on Sundays to the, but just no real like long-term vision, but yeah, they could, you know, be like, yeah, they're not going to lay down, you know, on any given or whatever. So yeah. And Dondre Swift healthy. And, and who knows if Trey Lance is going to come in and, and I can play with a you know messed up finger in, in, in between. I don't know. I mean, it's, it's an unknown. There's unknowns there. And the Niners, uh, I don't know. It's also I'm like I could guy. argue. Kid I could also argue let's use them before they lose half their players to injuries. But I guess we could also say they have a supposedly the easiest schedule too. So, but yeah, you know, it's tough, man. It's not easy at all. The fact that, and the fact that you're saying that the bucks are not such a huge discrepancy in the other pool numbers uh, makes no, it closer to, I don't think there's that. We can't like, we can't okay. add on that. It's we've got to choose who's going to win. I think Mike Clay came out with his percentages. It's not market-based. It's his own rankings. Yeah. And he had the, he had the bucks at like 64% and he had even like the Jaguars a lot higher and wow. a bunch of others. This is Mike don't, the, don't the, don't the, I mean, don't Dallas seem like a soft road team. I mean, I feel, I feel like they're major splits and their defense is bad. And the Tampa, Bay, I mean, even Ronald Jones is going to carve them up. It's not just Brady. You know, that offensive line is good. Their defensive line is nasty. Dallas is missing a Pro Bowl guard. Call, yeah, right. Jack hasn't played in the preseason or forever. I mean, it's, I don't know. I just think we take the Bucs. Yeah, we got to go at this point. Okay, all right. Okay, Bucks. I mean, we got to make a choice. If you, if you want to, I'm not, like, if you were strong on any of them, I would let you do it because right. my feeling was sort of like when I was writing the column, I was like, we might lose because we don't have a crystal ball, but agonizing over is not going to change it. So the Bucks were the one that came to me first before I yeah. saw the lines and I was like, okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I think the Niners should roll, but I mean, it's, you said it's 10 AM on the road. We go, I mean, I don't know. It's some, some variables. Yeah. Rams, I don't know. The Rams get the bears. The bears yeah. play defense. Yeah. Stafford hasn't played in that system. This is his first game there. And it's not like they have this running attack or something, you know, they're going to have to throw a lot and, They'll probably win by a million, but that one has like a distant third to me. I feel weird about that. I don't okay. want to go against the Bears. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It's like you're going against a team that's equal to Dallas almost, but with a worse team. That's how I feel. And like, and then the Niners are on the road, the early body. The Bucks are at home yeah. and they're the best team. Dallas has a puncher's chance, though. They're, they're a little dangerous. I mean, Dak and those guys. For sure. But For sure. The slate is tough. It's not like there's no gimmies. So. And losing Thursday before the games is pretty funny for a big buy-in. I mean, it's for the content. The content. I mean, the content. I don't want I mean, to pay 1000 for that content. I might have paid 100 for that shit. But that's oh, man. It's so good. All right. All right. I got a draft here soon, man. So, okay. Yeah, Tampa it is. Tampa it is. Go in Tampa. So, okay. Yeah. A couple of things. So talk about properties. But before, I'm going to cut you off. 
because you, you know, you're, you're a very humble guy. So I want to brag for you. As you said, um, you know, I'm bragging about my Andrew Yang. Follow me on Twitter. Zuby follows Chris Litz. I showed it with a couple of buddies. I've been bad responding to you. Sorry, I've been stupid, but I, I bragged a couple of buddies. Like, I, I was with someone who followed, listened to the pod. He's like, Liz is bragging. Zuby followed him on, on Twitter. That's pretty cool, man. That's sick. That is good. That is good. Yeah, you're Congratulations. Right. Yang. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was yeah. like, oh. Yeah. So, yeah, I like that guy. Mm-hmm couple things. So one, uh, remember those endless property saga? So we closed on it right before we left. I don't think we talked about it in the pod. Finally, got like all the heirs. We went to this like tiny little town in the middle of nowhere. Did the key thing. They're actually very nice people. And it was kind of pleasant. And then we closed on the other one like two weeks ago. The thing like buying, they're super cheap. It's like now get, you know, build them. That's like the real expensive stuff. And so we're trying to get some, we're getting some loans and like trying to deal with that now. It's pretty crazy. I hope this place doesn't turn into a police state, but if not, it'll be pretty nice here. Nice. So, so, all right. So, so it's all right. Good. Okay. So, what's the next step then? Like, we're meeting with the architect tomorrow and like, do and like, you just talk about all this crazy stuff. I'll oh, put a pool here and get a sauna and get this whole, it's like the whole spread. And then you're buying Ooh, sauna, sauna. Did you oh, say sauna? sauna. Okay. Tell me what you end up doing, man, because I looked into it and it feels like infrared's the easy one. And the other, the right, the legit way is a bit more complicated. So please let me know what you, what you do the old school way. I I've read that the infrareds, I'm, uh, is, I know I agree with you, but that's a whole more complicated. So let well, me know how you, like what your solution is. Made. Everyone wants the slick infrared one. Right. I think the old school one is better for your health. The infrared is like too much concentrated heat mm-hmm. or something. So, but anyway, it's, it's probably going to take years. Portugal is <laughs> the slowest with everything. Got to get all these permits. It's like, it's so ridiculous that we're even doing this, but it's cool that we, we actually have it. And we drove up to the property with my mom, which is here, the one that was an hour and a half away. Is she and, still there? No, she left. Uh, your mom? Yeah, uh, yesterday. But we drove up with her, you know, let's check out the town. It's Tomar. It's like a really mm-hmm. cool town. It's a place near Tomar. And, uh, we have all these fig trees and the figs are ripe. And I was just, I probably have 10,000, no, 20,000 figs. But I'm grabbing all these beautiful like black figs and green figs. And you bite into them and they're like the most delicious, like incredible figs you'd buy at the farmer's market ever. Like fresh, juicy. Some of them are more dried by the sun, so they're sweeter. And I was like, this is like crazy, you know, that we have these trees. You know, it's like the, the trees alone. No. And it's amazing. It's a lot of sugar, but I've been obsessed with figs lately. They're so good at farmer's market. They don't last long. I feel like you have to put them in the fridge immediately, oh, yeah. but I well, can imagine right off. Yeah, you just pick them off the tree and they stay. Yeah, you have to eat them basically immediately. You're right. The fridge isn't good either, but yeah, but let like go bad in a day, yeah. but they're so, yeah. so good. Just eat the whole thing and it's just delicious. Yeah, no, it's, I like it's them with amazing. Butter. Yeah. Heather thinks it's yeah. disgusting, but I like to put a chunk of uh, interesting. Interesting. Yeah, I never, okay. I never heard that, but then it. And the salt and then the right. sweet, but it's good for you, especially you have the butter with it because it slows down the sugar. Yeah. I've got right. this, uh, I told you about this French woman probably who we know well, who's like this health guru. She's like the PD Mangan, but she's here, but she's French. And she's always, we always talk and like text about stuff. And, she, and her big thing is like, if you don't want to spike your blood sugar, if you're going to eat any kind of sweet or carbohydrate heavy food, always eat protein and fat first. So always eat like a piece of cheese for five minutes and then go eat the fruit. Or always eat some nuts for five minutes and then go eat the fruit. Don't just shovel the carbohydrates in because you'll get a huge spike of blood sugar, which is what ends up damaging your body. If you, and you can eat the exact same thing that you're going to eat, but just put the protein and fat in there five minutes ahead of time. Get your, blood, your insulin going really slow. And when you have the sugar, it'll have a much more minor spike. The order in which- That's good to know. Matters. Yeah, I've heard it, that. Yeah. It's so crazy because people are like getting sick and getting diabetes, but like if they ate, obviously like you got to you know, decide what to eat well, but like- some of the stuff you eat is just a matter of arranging it properly. It's, it's amazing. And I think people lose weight doing it too. So there was that. Yeah, that's good to know. That's, that's yeah. good to know. I believe that. I've heard that. That's, I, I never know the sequencing. So protein and fat first. So like cheese before fruit. Right. Just give it five minutes. You know, let, it, let your insulin go real slow from the right. cheese. And then like it won't go crazy when the fruit hits it. Um, no. If you start it off with fruit, you're going to get a big spike. Interesting. Yeah. Only other thing I have, I've been in some uh, arguments on Twitter. It's really weird what's happened. I don't know why, maybe because I blocked so many people. But like, I have not heard a peep. There's no. Oh, that is weird. There's this guy, one guy, he's a doctor who argues with me. And he, you know, I strongly disagree with his views, but he's not actually a bad guy. In my, I don't, I mean, I don't know him personally, but like in my interactions with him, he, he's not like, you know, I'm going to go at your job because you said this thing that's against the narrative. He's not like that. He's just, he's argumentative. That's all he is. But besides that, and he's, you know, pretty mild and pretty civil, I have gotten none of those pearl clutchers in my mentions for like the last two weeks. I don't, and it's not like I haven't been posting stuff. They're just gone. I, and it's the weirdest thing. It's like they gave up. Like they're like, oh, he's not going to stop. We give up. 
We'll, we'll, we'll just attack someone else. We'll just, you know. Do you miss it? Do you miss it? Uh, no, no, I don't miss it. I don't miss it. It's very nice. But it's just funny. Like, I'm like, it's just not there. So I yeah, don't that is interesting. Can, can I just say why we're, yeah, go ahead. While we're tangentially on this vague sub part of this subject that, uh, how ridiculous that fake news story was about the hospitals being overflown, uh, whatever the victim, you know, what, what was it? The, the, yeah, can't, can't get taken. Yeah. And, and then that I, I immediately rolled my eyes when I saw that, man, if anyone who didn't do that, it hasn't been paying attention the last couple of years. Cause that was the most fake news, obvious thing I've seen in quite some time. And so many, places picked it up rolling stone and oh man dude well the, the mask is off right like the the disinformation is coming from inside the house and the thing that's that it's so crazy about that and this guy uh zaid jelani this journalist he said first thing he thought is how many gunshot victims are there in rural oklahoma like are there lots of them like it's not like a big city where there's a lot of gun violence like one a year maybe and so they use a disgruntled employee who hadn't been working there for two months. Quote. I mean, the hospital itself had to come out and be like, this is fake news. Like, right. and, and no one saw that part of the story, of course. When they called the hospital and they're like, how many gunshot wounds do you treat? And they're like, well, there was one guy who died like a bu- six months <laughs> ago. And then recently we treated oh, one man. guy in like 20 minutes and he was fine. Like there was just two random guys in the last Jeez. however year or something. And also the photo that was attached, there were all the people in warm clothes. That's Oklahoma in August, September. They're not going to be wearing coats and like sweatshirts. Yeah, it's like, just ridiculous. It's just so obviously fake. And so obviously. I mean, yeah, it's no, so obvious. No one really cares. They just, you know, and they didn't retract it. They, they no. did it. And I think Greenwald or somebody said, you know, what, what they're calling this, they're calling this an update, but what this is is a total retraction. Oh, you know, the guy doesn't work there. there this wasn't true. But that just shows how desperate they are to, to fit the narrative. And as the narrative gets more unreal, as the narrative gets more false, they're going to have to reach to, to get the confirmation bias with things that aren't true. And I think we're going to see more of this. I think this is going to happen. The other crazy thing that I, I just want to say, I know we only have a few minutes, is that I started noticing this. I don't know if you've noticed this. Like, I used to read like, a lot of New York Times articles and Washington Post, and not as much the Post, but Washington, New York Times and Atlantic sometimes and New Yorker or whatever. I used to read long reads from different places. And now I just, it just dawned on me, even though I, I should realize this already because of the way I think about it, is that almost everything good that I read is like some Substack post from like Nick Carter or Glenn Greenwald or Matt Taibbi or some dude I had never heard of writing about how Bitcoin is the same thing as, you know, space and time, or it's always some independent person is all I read now. I, and whenever someone links to like an article, they tell me is good in like the Atlantic or New York times. I'm like, it's usually shit. And on the rare occasion that it's not bad. I'm like, Oh, wow. This isn't actually bad. What I'm reading like the New York Times, it is so screwed up. Like I expect nothing. I expect bullshit. And I'm so surprised when they actually like tackle an issue with like some sort of evenness and balance and they're like, you know, a little bit nuanced about it. But like everything I read now is independent people. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Same here. And you have to curate your own news, who you trust and don't. And it's taken me a while to figure it out, but I have lists on Twitter for each different, uh, whatever subject, uh, it's important to me. And, um, it's a work in progress and I'm constantly adding and removing, but, um, that's the only way I can really see, see it doing. I can't imagine actually without that resource as much as Twitter bothers me. I mean, frankly, that's, that's really my hundred, hundred percent news source for pretty much everything, or at least that's where it starts from. Yeah. But, uh, but no, you're right. You got to find the right, but, but it, within that is to, sorry to further your, your point is, yeah, they're all independent people's thoughts and stuff. I mean, coming from that is yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've not, got links that are dumb from independent people yeah. too. It's not like they're all. But I rarely feel like I'm getting disinformation unless it's Bitcoin FUD. Uh, so let's talk about that real quick. I know, like I said, I have to go. Oh, but yeah. what happened here waking up at a 10% drop the day it became uh, legal tender in El Salvador? I didn't see that one coming. I read all kinds okay. of encouraging things like giddy up, support level 50,000, two straight nights. It's going to all-time highs in the next days. And then the opposite happened. I, mean, I don't care. I don't okay. care. It's all just this short-term stuff. Don't matter. But I just want your opinion. Sorry. I don't know if this is true, if these guys are joking about this or if they actually mean it because I didn't really dig into it. But they said the IMF was shorting it because they told El Salvador, like they warned them against doing this. And so they were like, you better not do this. Like this is not a currency. You can't do this. And then they did it anyway. And I had, uh, I think these guys were, I don't know if they were joking, but they're like, oh, nice IMF. All you could get was a 13% drop, putting in a lot of money to, to short it. And of course, there's all these levered longs that have to cover. Right. And so that helped drop it. But 
again, that's that interesting. <laughs> that might be yeah. total bullshit, but that's what, that's what the, the, some of the Bitcoiners were talking about. So I'll just, right. Yeah. I know. I'm yeah. sure there's some nefarious thing I like lo- that. I, could, I, that, I love yeah. that, that. Like, you know, the, the big boys are coming out to try to fight it, but that's so lame if that's all they could do. Cause they're not going to win doing that. Yeah, oh, man. Yeah, no, like I said, I'm not trying to sweat it, but it was definitely not what I expected waking up. It actually was from 630 my time to like 815 a.m. It was a 10 percent drop. I mean, yeah, yeah very. It was wild. Uh, actually, I think I heard you on XM. I don't know if I was listening live or not, but it was pretty funny. Uh, Jeff was asking you about it, probably unaware of what the market was doing at the time. But you, you even went on on record with the prediction. Don't do that. No, don't. Don't don't go on record with those predictions lists. What are you doing? I know you went way too. Yeah, no, come on. We can't. We got to just. Just be quiet and let it let it let it let it do its thing. Yeah, you're right, but uh, you know, I had to, I had to make a prediction. I almost, no, and you're also excited about it. I know, it my people, yeah, and then it dropped 13. percent But yeah, again, I'm like you, man. I don't even I don't sweat this kind of stuff. It would have to go like under 25 for me to start getting like what you know. But I would I, I again I would go back to first principles and I'd rebuild the case in my mind. Like that's what you do, right? When you get I don't have much doubt, but when you have doubts, which will creep in because price does affect your mentality, you got to rebuild the case from the ground up. And then once you build it, you're like, it's inevitable. It's even if it fails, like we kind of have to support this anyway. You know, we have to give it the best shot it can have for so many reasons beyond just getting rich. We, we need to give this support because what's going on with this totalitarianism, this is the antidote. And it's just so important that it succeeds. And I feel like a, part of the reason it will succeed is so many people feel that way. And so when you have people who are like religiously minded, like this is life and death, this is sort of all the marbles. This is the whole, the stakes are, could not be higher. It's not just like buying a stock. It's not just like buying, you know, oh, I hope Microsoft goes up tomorrow, you know, and make money. So anyway, I'm still bullish. All right, man. Good. Good to hear. So, so am I. Good luck in your drafts. I know you got to go. Thank you. All right. Um, only thing I've left for you, list. I do have one note. And you know, I know you love when I when I go after you and things you uh, you say on, on air. So you compared C.D. Lamb to uh, Keenan Allen. So uh, I'm not good with comps myself, but I just I just looked a little because I, I just had to. I can't help myself. Oh, but that's uh, that's good. so C.D. Lamb had twice as many targets inside the five yard line last year with Dak Prescott as yep. Keenan Allen had all season. Twice as many with Dak Prescott than Keenan Allen had all season. That, that's the difference. That is the difference. Okay, but I meant more like that's the kind of player he is, right? Like he's all right. I'm just saying one's like a beast at the goal line, the other's ignored there. I mean that yeah, that is. Yeah. Well, I mean Keenan Allen scored eight touchdowns last year, but but I, I'll say this: Lamb to me is he's a slot guy and he's a route runner and he's got good hands, but he is not the guy. I don't think, and maybe I'll be wrong to take the top off the defense very often. That's going to be Cooper and Gallup. So. All right. I saw a, All right. Well, I fear that I'm just saying at the goal line catching this oh, body and people. I, I mean, he's more, just I meant more like his upside is like, all right. But I, I didn't think fantasy wise his upside, you know, it's 15 touchdowns where, you know, where Allen is eight is a ceiling because I mean, he's not even again, twice as many looks inside the five with Dak Prescott go. played four games, go. but Dak's going to rush for three or four. Zeke's going to rush for 10 or 11 Pollard for, you know, two or three. And then you got like Cooper probably getting nine or 10 and then Gallup getting like seven. I mean, how many touchdowns is Dallas going to score? The tight ends will score five. You know, it's like probably four or five week one, probably four or five yeah. <laughs> Thursday night. Yeah, you're higher on it than me. I, <laughs> no, I'm joking. Saying they're going to beat us. I was bringing oh, it around on, on I Survivor. Crazy. I was, I was like, bringing it all around there that they're going to – A Chiefs game yeah. where I was yeah. fading Kareem Hunt. I, oh, yeah, me too. And he fumbled and he was and fumbled was like, right I mean, away. I, yeah. out. I have a tweet that says that the Kareem Hunt era was cool, you know, and then the next, <laughs> the next thing you know he's getting like – all these touchdowns is terrible. Yeah, I remember turning to my wife being like, oh, man, maybe I should have saved the Patriots for later. They're so good. Uh, uh, <laughs> oh, that's there will be no uh, hubris yeah. uh, this week. Yeah, I know. No, Calmly, no. Uh, all right. Yeah. All right, yeah. man. Good yeah. luck in your job. All right, man. Later, Liz. Later, man. Later, man. Take care.